Welcome to the show. Welcome to Be Productive. So, um, can you like tell me a bit about yourself? Hi, thanks for inviting me here. I'm from India. I'm doing my bachelor's in political science and I've been on this platform for a month, I guess. For a month. Do you prefer a green room to clubhouse? Um, it really depends on what kind of content you want. If you want a more regionalized and a more, uh, you know, close content, then I would say that you should go on Clubhouse. If you want a more international audience to come to your things and say your job, I would uh, say you, and uh, I would recommend you to use this uh, green room. Yeah. All right. I'm always, uh, I love to talk about productivity. I love reading books on productivity and I like to, you know, get people's, you know, their views on productivity. So, uh-huh. so where are you from, man? Tell me something about yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. I stay in Nigeria. I moved uh-huh. from place to place, but I stay in Nigeria for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, okay. yeah, I have a podcast called Be Productive. You can check it out and some other things like that. Just, no, touching oh, okay. the that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. So what do you think on, you know, what, what are your problems in productivity like? What do you think is your most distracting force? Like for me, it's, you know, social media hands down. For you, what do you think? Uh, problems on productivity? Yeah, like um, distracting forces like social media or gaming or just things like that. I guess I guess if I have to talk about productivity, that one thing that always lingers in my way to my productivity is, uh, is uh, has to be uh, some sorts of laziness. I get fatigue and uh, these all things that always comes into productivity. For example, I have to do something and I really want to achieve it and I know that this is going to be something very pro- uh, productive. But these distractions and the fed and the laziness, these are the two things that I have suffered the most in my post-pandemic things or in my pandemic era, which I have, you know, developed in myself that I have become a very lazy pig. Yeah, I think this is a really common problem, you know. Like, um, I think it's got worse during the virus, the pandemic and the lockdown and things like that. It got really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is like we were all on our homes. It was a lockdown, a global lockdown. We There was no much productivity. Everything was closed. So I guess that's the reason all of the generations have become a little bit uh, lazy, a little bit tired. I don't know. Yeah, I was going through that, you know, that productivity slump for a long time. But, you know, I figured that, you know, I, you know like um, I think reading really does a good job. For me personally, I read a lot. So there's this book called um, The War of Art, and it talked about resistance. You know about um, when you know you have something to do, you know that you really like, you know you really want to do this. I know it's going to be beneficial to you, but for some reason you can't do it. You can't even get up from the bed. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. So how yeah. much productive have you been in the post-pandemic era or into the later pandemic era? Well, let's just say I've been, I've been let's say, 20% up in productivity. I read more books than... Are you as much productive as you were before the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. I can, I can say that for sure. 
Maybe because mm-hmm. my my uh, projects are more are more dependent on me being indoors, like my podcast or um my coding project. I have I code Python, but I'm just I'm still at the basic stage of Python. But every hobby and every project I tackle are based on you know the indoor environment. So that's why I got more productive during the lockdown. Oh, okay, that's nice. So how are the things in Nigeria? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. No. I hope everything no. is okay because the coronavirus and the pandemic thing it's really scary. It all it, you know scares me most of the time. Ah, it's it's, it's really scary, but but um, it's better here. I've been watching CNN for a while and seeing how it is in India. I think you're from India, right? Ah, uh-huh, I am. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's the part that really scares me because uh, uh, looking at the second wave, or I guess it was third wave, uh, it was really de- destructive. I mean, it really pushed the limits of the healthcare facilities. It really pushed the limits of governments, and it really pushed the limits of people. To be uh, fairly honest, because it, it, the the Delta variant was really strong. It really, uh, you know became uh, what can i say everyone was getting affected by it and everyone was getting you know emotionally or physically affected by it so yeah i can see it, it's it was really a dark time yeah i was i felt very bad like i was watching the scene in exclusive and how um some deaths has even been recorded in india and it was mm-hmm. like so 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 sad and scary man you know and i hope these kind of things that does not happen to anyone else in anywhere yeah yeah it's it's really it's, it's horrific it's like it's seen from a movie you don't you don't imagine it's something it's like yeah i mean we're living in some post apocalyptic movie some kind of that right yeah yeah like world war z or something like that Resident oh Evil. man that's really scary yeah it's really scary yeah but, so tell me, tell me. I mean, I'm really, you know, interested in knowing about Nigeria. I don't really know much, but I would love to know, uh, you know, about it. Well, like you know, one thing I can tell you is that it's not really like how the media portrays it, both in a good way and no, in no. a bad way. I mean, I, uh, what really, you know, what really, you know, uh, you know, amazes me is that Nigeria is actually a country which is near the ocean, right? It is near. The Gulf yeah. of uh, uh, what was the name of the Gulf? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 um, yeah, it's near the ocean. I yeah, know, so yeah, it's near the ocean, and it's actually between the you know green part uh, in the south and a bit up uh, between the uh, upper part, which is you know very rocky. You know, it's middle in between that. So, uh, how is the Nigerian culture, and what's the language, and what's the culture? Can you give me an insight of it? All right. Yeah. The first thing you notice if you if you come to Nigeria is that the diversity in languages is very very clear, very obvious that you like five out of ten people speak different languages. Like you really okay. find someone that you understand. Know, if you're if you're in the streets right now, there are different cultures all around you. The diversity in culture is very high. And what's the majority religion? I mean, uh, is it any Abrahamic religion or is it any African uh, homegrown religion? No, Christianity is a is a majority. From where I where I where I am, I'm in Lagos right now. That is like the city of the you know the urban part of Nigeria. Uh-huh. So um, Christianity is like 
60%. Yes, and and oh, okay. the African trans have been okay. made to look made to look um stupid. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. like yeah, like people value people value um the religions like the religions like Christianity and Islam more than their religion. Mm -hmm, I get it. I get it. And what else? I mean, what's the culture of Nigeria? Is it a more professional, business-minded culture, or is it a more homegrown culture? Yeah. Um. No, no, no. I don't think. I don't get that question because of the fact that, like, I, as I said, diversity in cultures is very high. So I can, you can, I can say both for the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, uh, when I say business culture, I mean, is a lot of people interested in doing startups and jobs or are a lot of people interested in homegrown traditional cultures and jobs? Like, you know, the corporate cultures and all that or the home cultures, like traditional hierarchical shops and all that. Yeah, where I am right now, there are more business-minded mind people here. How do you feel about it? Entrepreneurship and other things like that. I mean, how do you feel about it? Um, it can be better. It can be better. You know. Okay, definitely. Because, we all can be better. Yeah. But the thing about Nigeria in particular is that the people and the government are like two different things. The government should not really be, um, should not be, should not be where they are. You know, the smarter people are the actual people and the government are like the dumb ones and no, it's really not a good system politically. Okay. And, uh, is it is it a democratic republic country or is it something like that? It's democratic officially, but you know you can easily tell that the your votes don't count. Okay, yeah, I can understand. I can understand. I mean, how does that feel? So, uh, what about the wildlife? I mean, is there a rich wildlife? So, the, the place I am right now, which is Lagos, we don't really find wild animals, so the wildlife is not really there. But if you go to the the east or the north side of Nigeria, yeah, yeah, you'll find you find a whole different, you know, category of animals and varieties and things like that. But right here, mm -hmm. this is like like the LA of Lagos, all from Nigeria. So we don't really just buildings and cars, business system, like that. Oh, it's more uh, kind of an urban structure to it. Yeah. So what's your long-term goal? Like generally, your long-term goal in life? Long-term goal in my life is to buy 30... I should get a job, a fixed job, a fixed, uh, nice salary and something of my own. That That is my long-term goal. Now, the career that I opt can be anything from an administrative office to an legal office to a lawyer or to even a professor. But by the 30, I need something of my own. I need something that I can be proud of. I do not want to survive on my parents' money by that age. That's my long-term goal. So, um, to see things more clarity, how how do you like? How do you want to achieve that? What steps do you do you think is the best to take to achieve that? Well, I guess uh, lots of hard work. People say that you know we need smart work and all that shit. 
no that's not real baby we need hard work we need to really care for what we want a lot of yeah. hard work a lot of patience a lot of passion for it and uh, uh what can i say loyalty to the time uh, loyalty to the time is is what i think are the three or four basic pillars you know yeah that that that's really smart what you just said right now when you, a lot of people say smart work but you know it's hard work actually not smart work and yes that's that's something that needs to be said and needs to be amplified and you know a lot of people follow this cliche is in in self improvement that it's not hard work it's smart work so work smart not hard and i think that's really dumb because even though you want to work smart you're still going to work hard you can never go anywhere without actually working hard you know what i'm saying mhm yeah, i can so yeah so that's uh, one Uh, so i mean uh, when you, when you say that you are having an active podcast so is this an podcast for productivity is it an positive podcast can can you tell me something about your podcast and how oh. the people in nigeria or across world you know react to it what's the audience yeah all right it's called be productive it's about productivity in general it's it's very new very new but mm-hmm. you know getting some traction right now so that, that, that's why i had to go to green room to get more more interviews because it's it's harder to get you know it's harder to talk to people outside platforms like green room and clubhouse mm-hmm. you know so I, i use green room and you know just to talk to different people and um 66% of my audience are from nigeria 28% or so from the united states then the rest are from mexico tanzania and um, just recently one guy just one guy from india right now uh-huh yeah so but majority are from my country majority of uh-huh. the audience are from america the usa oh uh, so how do you see i mean people from different countries do they react in a different way do have do they have a different problems of create or all, all of them have some kind of similar problem reacting to the issue that you bring up No, they don't have the same problems. I have like I've talked to a bunch of Indian people and their problem during let's let's talk about the coronavirus now. It's really like the same word appears every time which is scary, horrific, scary, horrific. And um the Americans I've talked to talk about mostly the economic impact of the virus rather than their lives actually lost. You understand? Mm-hmm. So different perspective from so what is your perspective to it is coronavirus more uh, dangerously affecting the lives or you know in in a fatal way or is it affecting it into a economically way economic or way socially or economic way which is more densely you know hit by the pandemic yeah um right here i can say it's hitting it economically and not um not health wise very few people have died here actually i've seen with my eyes and um so that's how it is you know that's how it is but um <laughs> but um every the mindset of people changed a lot after the virus because i think people got more open minded and um they got you know to see things from other perspective like um, so so do you think like, like the pandemic has kind of uh, you know uh, affected the life socially very much socially 
Uh, I mean, you know, going out, having fun with the, uh, you know, friends, going to a cinema, theater, going to some other country, and all that, all the social life. Yeah, definitely, it's affected. I think the pandemic affected everything in general. It did. So I don't think there's any parts of, you know, I don't think there's any any sector really that the pandemic didn't affect. Although there are some sectors like communication that um. The pandemic helped. The pandemic helped boosts, you know, like Zoom, Skype, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that is a thing. Yeah. So when, you know, how do you like try to cope with with procrastination? Uh, how do I uh, deal with procrastination? Um, I have to actually think about it for a minute. Uh, can can you tell me how do you deal with it? Well, when I when I realize I'm procrastinating, I just tell myself that you know that my body automatically likes to do things the easy way, but mm-hmm. a lot of times the hard way is the best way to do it. And I just try to think about it for a moment and convince myself that I have to do this, and I force myself to do this. Sometimes I use this um method called um. I think it's called the five minutes method or something. Uh, Pareto principle. I've forgotten really, but it just states that when you, when you have a problem doing something or when your resistance, your resistance towards um doing something, then just mm-hmm. tell yourself, okay, I just have to do this for five minutes, and if I can't do it for five minutes, I can just drop it. I can just stop it, you know. And mm-hmm. it works a lot because if I let's say I want to go to the gym, I want to just do some dumbbell curls or something like that. And I'm not really in the mood, you know, to do that. I can just tell myself that, okay, I just have five minutes to do this. And if I don't like it, I'll drop it. But 80% of the time, I just, you know... That's a nice thing to put it. I mean, that's definitely a nice thing to put it. My, I When I deal with procrastination, it's like, I know that I have to read a book. I know I have to do that assignment. But at the same time, when I think to myself, like, I have plenty of time. And for some reason, I just... Don't understand it. So I, I'm uh, till now I'm not able to find a proper solution to it. I mean, uh, can you maybe help me? Like, can you tell me something like your five minute thing? Can you explain me so that I can also apply that in life in a in a in a more way? Yeah, yeah. It's just majorly, you know, it's even it's even now it's science based because, um, evolutionary or evolutionally rather, your brain has this way of trying to find the easy way out naturally and that's how it works and so when you tell yourself that I have five minutes to do this you have made it convincing to your brain that you can do this and it will not be hard for you to do and when you also give yourself the option that if you don't like it and if you don't feel like doing it after five minutes you can drop it it gets easier mm-hmm. to do it you know you know what I mean mm-hmm. by that yeah so yeah. A lot of times, when you start it, you get in the flow stage where, where you just can't stop. You're enjoying the work process and you're in that flow. I think the hardest thing to do is to start something, not to do the thing. It's to start it in the first place, to have the inertia, you know, to start the the process. And also, it's very good to focus on the process and not the goal. Is, is procrastination necessarily bad? A lot of people say it is necessarily bad. Is is it all bad or is it 
is it you know very much bad but at the same time it is uh, for sometimes it's good or is it all bad what do you think about it i don't think it's all bad it's what you call productive procrastination and productive procrastination is generally like let's say let's say you want to learn to let's say you want to learn german and um mm-hmm. and let's say you woke up by nine o'clock in the morning and you want to learn german but you're so tired and you know you just just don't have the power to learn german mm-hmm. and so productive procrastination comes in when when you're so tired and you try to look for something useful but easier to do you know what i'm saying so you now tell I'm yourself that kidding. yeah so you tell yourself that okay let me learn how to play the piano instead of learning german because you feel like the piano learning to play the piano is both useful and maybe more interesting than learning german uh-huh you know yeah so and that's that's what the core productive procrastination it's even though you're procrastinating you're learning something while procrastinating so it's still gonna be okay i think you haven't balanced uh, knowledge about everything related to productivity or know that i must uh, tell you this yeah thank you and so, anyways uh, to yeah i mean it was really you know knowledgeful conversation with you i am definitely going to follow you so i can be into a, a room like you for a more period of time i hope you have a good time here because there are a lot of people who you know who really want to have conversation on topics like productivity i hope your broadcast uh, really grow into something uh, thank you man i'd love to speak to you i will follow you right now actually let me follow you right now i'm going to do that too actually right. did it all so, right uh, thank you uh, mr olis uh, what, what how can i spell your name is it olis or olis sir yeah you're, you're right olis right. sir thank you mr olis uh, thank you right. thanks for joining the, the podcast you're actually our first guest on green room so, oh i actually did not knew that i hope i was yeah. good with you i was good with the yeah. questions too i guess yeah yeah you you you're fantastic All right. Hey my you man you're fantastic dude. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Here, yeah, so that's it from Abby. I'll definitely I'm definitely going to talk with more people in the future, more people all around the world to get their their thoughts on productivity and the problems they face every day. Because nobody is 100% productive, but we try to be more productive than the day before. So tune in for more episodes, listen to other episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast or whatever just just tune in for the next. I'm definitely going to speak to more people. You know, learn from them, they'll learn from me. If you want to speak to me or want to leave a voice message, you can leave a voice message for me. Um I'm also going to link my email account. I'm probably going to link my my phone number. I'm not so I'm not so um private about my my details really anybody's welcome to talk to me so till the next episode bye yeah so that's it from abby i'll definitely i'm definitely going to talk with more people in the future more people all around the world to get their their thoughts on productivity and the problems they face every day because nobody is 100% productive but we try to be more productive than the day before 
so tune in for more episodes listen to other episodes you can subscribe to the podcast or whatever just just tune in for the next i'm definitely gonna speak with more people you know learn from them you'll learn from me if you want to speak to me or want to leave a voice message you can leave a voice message for me um i'm also gonna link my email account i'm probably gonna link my my phone number i'm not so i'm not so um private about my my details really anybody's welcome to talk to me so till the next episode bye